It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello and welcome back to Generation Skywalker. Tonight's show is a celebration of Echo Base Live coming this weekend. And who's with me to go through this tonight? Well, I've got with me Mark Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. I've got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Hello. And I've got Jezebel. Good evening, Jez. Good evening, Stu. Good evening, lads. Good evening, everyone. Well, boys, like I just said to you, we are、uh, here tonight to.、Um, To discuss Echo Base Live and give it the loving it deserves. This weekend is Echo Base Live. It's the tenth ever edition of it. Echo Live, boys. How many have we attended? Have we been、uh, pretty active with them? Me personally, I missed the first one, which was up in Leeds, and I came to the second one. I helped Simon sell that day, and I went to all of them, but I didn't make number nine last year as we came out of COVID. So yeah, I've attended. Tended many and seen the growth of it. What about the rest of you? I think I've done all but three. So I, I, I was like you. I missed the first one and missed the one last year, and I'm pretty sure I missed the second one. Although I can't be too sure. But yeah, I've pretty much done them all. Right? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I must have been to the majority of them, but whether it was all, you know, it certainly wasn't all ten. I don't remember going ten times. I remember a very early one. Might have been the first one in Redditch. About ten tables in a vacant unit. But、uh, yeah, it's not too far away from me, so I, I tend not to have an excuse、uh, not to go. So I tend to tip up and have a look round. So yeah, I've probably been to most of them. That's vague, isn't it? It's on your doorstep, to be fair. That 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 second one, the one you're talking about, which was、uh, smaller. I helped Sai sell off a lot of mint on cards that day, and we had Jason Joiner off opposite us. And I can just remember him going and buying loads of beers in the afternoon, and just like sitting behind Simon's stall, just drinking beer. But、um, yeah, you don't get time to do that anymore because it's such a busy event. But 
I remember yeah. Andy Golding being there. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's sold all of them, hasn't he? Yeah, he was, he, he was definitely there. He's normally pottering around and helping Darren. I, I did do the I did do the second one. I did do the second one because I remember that that story about Jason with the beers. I was there. So yeah. I. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave Tree next to him, and I, I, we were opposite that, and I could just remember him just drinking beers with him. But they merge into, they sort of tend to merge into one. I remember the sweaty corridor one very clearly, and I remember the one where Grant was giving away prequel toys. I think he just bought a job lot and he had a table. That is, that was the second one. That was the first one in Redditch. Was that it was really? A, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it was he, early. He rocked up and had this. He got the table at the last minute, and he had this table on the end. He wasn't going to stay, and he literally he sold out really quickly. He had loads of Power of the Force two stuff. He yeah, we had a we had a table right. I had a table right opposite him. Yeah, and he um he sold out, and I can remember him going to me. Oh, I've got loads of money now. I'm gonna go and book a hotel and come out on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jez, what about yourself? I know you've attended a couple at least. I have been to number five and number seven. So yeah, uh, mm, and more more on the fifth one later, I'm sure. But yeah, five and seven. Looking forward to going for my third third visit. Yeah. So as as a show, what do we think about Echo Live? We've already done a show about Fathers From and our love for that show and, and how it's a bit of a, a love letter to the, you know, to the, the shows of the past. This is very different, a lot bigger. What do we think about it? I think the original pitch for this was was a social media entity made live, wasn't it? That's where the name comes from. And I remember going to that first one in Redditch and it was probably the first time I've had, I'd ever been to something like that, you know, where it existed only online and people were getting together physically in, in one place. So I, yeah, I kind of sort of was curious about what to, uh, uh, what to expect really. But I think, you know, shows in general that, that are in shopping centers like this one, they, they work for families. You can park up close by. It's not miles to walk like the NEC. If you go, you know, and the members of the family who are less interested, they can go do other things. There's always places to go and eat. So I think the I think the venue works really well. It's like uh, the old Collector Mania when it was in the Milton Keynes Shopping Centre rather than the stadium that it it moved to. I, I always quite like those uh, events that are set up in that way. I think the pop up feel to it as well adds to it. It's quite jumble sailing and exciting. <laughs> you sort of you feel like you're going to get a bargain there. It's there for a day and then it's gone, which is which is cool. Again, adds to the adds to the the vibe. I think it's nice to have, nice to have been and seen the show right from almost right from the start. Obviously, I missed the first one, but to see it progress and progress better each time. I've only ever gone as a trader, so I've never really had an opportunity to walk around as a as a punter. But from a trading standpoint, we'll we'll come back to this in a bit. It's, it's always impressed me how they've modified it each time. So, they, they, you know, uh, photograph opportunities with um, sort of dioramas and setups and props and things like that. The guests, they've seen that, you know, a lot of people really like some of the guests and they've had some uh, chaps there that have not attended anywhere else. So, yeah, no... I, I, I think it's I think it's great and it's just um it's probably without <laughs> putting farthest from in, in any kind of shade. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's probably one of the best shows you can attend if you're a collector. You're not gonna find anywhere else in the UK with that much Star Wars on sale 
at any one time. There's no, there's no event that matches it in that respect, is there? A hundred percent. Farthest from, and I, I've, I've said this before, it's a very different animal. Farthest from tends to be very much concentrated on a, you know, the, the old school little uh, vintage toy fairs of old and Dave puts on a great show, but the Echo team, Dave got the opportunity to grow the show in different aspects, not only in size, but in terms of what they offer. And like I say, it's grown exponentially each time. Each show's been better than the last. So yeah, it's it's, it's certainly a different animal as far as I'm concerned. Some things about this which really really impressive not only does it come across like an extremely well drilled or well oiled machine could be with their serene ducks on a river or so but you don't know how hard they're paddling underneath but from where i've been there the way in which they all um, when i say they the echo team it is just a collaboration of of ideas behind you know adam and wayne i would say mainly but so many things happen that the way in which they've gathered everything together is like a very much a large scale event. I mean, we'll come on to how many traders and stuff they're going to have later. But they do all of this and it's free to get in. It, it's free entry, apart from the, the early bird for the, you know, for the diehard fans. I like the sound of that. And then coupled with that, the amount of money they also generate for charity... It is great to me, you know, we've got this lovely sort of balance of, of options available to us from a um, from a trade fair point of view. You know, we've got the Father's Trumps, which we adore. There are the celebrations which come and go and the family fun days and stuff. But Echo is just, it's kind of a blend of all of those things, really, harnessing the best bits of each and every type of show available. And they, they've got it together in one really handy, really well-drilled package. I think as a collector, it's a must-attend event, at least once, because what I love about Echo is the, the incredible breadth of stuff that's available. So not only have you got vintage items, and when, when I say vintage, there's, there's several dealers there that will offer really high-end, you know, any, everything from graded to real high-end rare stuff to more budget lines, oddball items, uh, and and then you've got people like artists and cabinet makers that do do the display cabinets. There's a whole host of stuff available in one place from modern to vintage. And uh, like I said, Jez, I mean, you don't really get that anywhere else. And I think I need to articulate as well. I made it clear at the beginning that, you know, I've been to two. This is the 10th. And that's not a clear indication of, of how I rate this at all. It's just since 2015, I've been away out of the country a lot and it's clashed with quite a few other things personally. However, I I have no intentions of missing any future ones. It's uh, So my, my lonely, oh, I've been to two, is really not a f- reflection of desire whatsoever. You missed one because you wanted to climb a really big tree, didn't you, on Saturday? What? Right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know that I've I've been um, in the Middle East for three of them, and I think maybe they clash with a race or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's anyway. Move on. Nothing to see here. Move along. 
As we go through this uh, this show tonight, we'll talk about the evolution of the show. I did put it in the notes here, but I do think a lot of that comes down to where the charity work and that is. So we will get to that. But um, I want to go to our first interview, and that is with Adam Pemberton, who is Mr. Echo. And in this interview, you will hear why he started Echo up and uh, just how big Echo has become. Even he is surprised at where it is now. But the work he puts in to, to create this is, is admirable. Let's go over to the interview with Adam. Welcome, Lord Vader. We've been expecting you. Right, I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Echo himself, Adam Pemberton. Good evening, Adam. Afternoon. Oh, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> not bad, mate, not bad. We are... So we're recording this Monday the 28th. We're five days away from Echo Live number 10. Yep, close now. It is close. I'm sure you're, uh, you're getting uh, hassled from all sides with pointless questions, but... Um, it's all good hassle, all good. Comes with the uh, comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into that, okay, I mean, people are travelling down. Most people are going to know what Echo is and what, what Echo Live is. But can you just give us a bit of back background to Echo and why why you started it, to be honest? I mean, the work alone running a Facebook group. What was it that made you create Echo? So I, I got back into buying vintage I sort of sold it all up as a kid, as most people did. Um, and I sort of dabbled with the jumbo figures they'd started doing. Um, and somebody sent me a, a vintage figure as a freebie, um, an IG-88, ironically. And it broke my brain a little bit. So then uh, I started hunting down more vintage. Um, and I, I was having a look at what was out there. I went on SWF UK and other places. Um, and, and Facebook was sort of really taking off with people selling stuff to each other then. And I, I, I found a few groups in the US, but I couldn't find one in the UK. So just on one of my breaks at work, I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make one myself. I'll be able to buy stuff off it and maybe other people will be up for it too. And it sort of went from there. And then the live event was just sort of a, a spin-off from that of, you know, buy stuff in person, meet the people you talk to online and yeah, it's sort of gone from there. So, so from that little decision you made while you're at work, which yeah. uh, we've all made them. Um, I'm guessing that's what, when was that? 2013, 14, somewhere around there. Yeah, around there. Yeah, I can't, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been going a good while now. So um, yeah, it was literally just in a in a corridor on my way <laughs> to get my get my sandwiches <laughs> so you started off with this one group so can you just take us through it because the echo brand now is a, a lot bigger you've got all sorts of groups um how many groups is there can you kind of give us a breakdown of yeah so we've got a vintage one for the uk and a modern one uh, we started a retro one um during this whole covid thing as well so all toy lines um we've got a valuation group um we've got a benelux group uh, a um, Australian group, a US group, a Scandinavia group. Um, the Scandinavian group and the Benelux group do their own uh, Echo Live as well. Um, one in Sweden and one in Holland. Um, so yeah, it's it's it really has spiraled, doesn't it? I mean, um, from from that moment when you start a group up, could you imagine where you would be? What eight years later? Oh, no, no, for definite. I thought, you know, I'd, I'd probably get maybe a couple of hundred people on there to 
plug bits and bubs to each other and, and that's what it was really it was it was more for people that collect to sell to other people that collect more than sort of a, a dealer thing really but yeah it's it's it's, it's gone great and there's, there's sort of a real sort of family spirit to it as well and I think people think they, they, you know, we look out for them, me and all our admins who do all the real hard work. And, and that's it. It's, it's just about looking out for each other. Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly what it's about. It's, it's great, isn't it? And I, I go through Echo and I see the friendships that are formed, not just with your admin people, but there's people on there in their own little groups and social circles. It's um, opened up a wider world for a lot of, uh, a lot of collectors, which has been brilliant. Yeah, and that's that's part of it, isn't it? You know, as you get older and you 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 just stop seeing your school friends and you work every hour God sends, it, it's hard to make new friendships and especially with like-minded people. And I know that some people have sort of made lasting friendships and and all sorts of things with people across the world. And yeah, it just blows my mind. Still, you see people wearing an Echo T-shirt on holiday in the Bahamas and stuff, and you're just <laughs> like, that's it's bunkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's brilliant. So. So let's get to Echo Live. I mean, the groups are fantastic, but uh, Echo Live. Let's go back to Echo Live 1, because as of 2, they were all in Redditch, I believe. Yes. But Echo yes, 1 um, was in Leeds. Yeah, it was just sort of feeling the waters, really. Um, and we, we, we just had a space in Leeds, we did. Um, and then because I work in a shopping centre, it made sense to sort of tie in with some of the spare space they have going here. Um, it means I could sort of tailor it a bit better. It was closer for me to where I live, so it's easier for me to do all the grafting and, and get the, the units ready and everything. Um, but yeah, since then, everyone's been in Redditch, the, the other ones we've done. It it always makes me laugh. I mean, I, I, I spoke to Dave Tree before Father's From, and I was saying, oh, you get all these people going, oh, are you ever going to do it here or here? Yeah. And like he's like, no, it's on my doorstep, it's my event, it's here. And I, I get, you know, Father's From, it's it's right down south. People, I see people writing it to you. You're bang in the middle of the country. I don't know what more. Yeah, people and, and we've, we've had people fly over, especially from Argentina. People regularly come from all over Europe. Uh, it, yeah, and, and that's exactly it. It's, it's easiest for me to arrange, um, and it would be hard to do it anywhere else, really. Exactly. Yeah, it always makes me laugh, that one. Like everyone yeah. wants it on their doorstep or in their back garden. You kind of yeah, like, it, it's not build it and they will come. It's build it <laughs> and they'll ask for it round, round the corner from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always, always makes me chuckle every time I see it. But yeah, so from one, I mean, I, I attended all. I didn't go to number one, but I attended all of them from number two. Sadly, I couldn't go to number nine last year. But the event has grown and grown and grown. It's been, I mean, it's been fasc- fascinating to watch from the outset because it's not just just traders i mean the traders are huge i mean number nine last year let's just talk about that event first of all it'd been a year and a half yeah i was gutted to miss it for something weren't they then it was everybody was absolutely chomping at the bit to get out and see people again and get to an event yes how many how many traders tables did you did you have for event number nine i had 150 at the last one i mean that's that says it all doesn't it i mean how much star wars stuff is there yeah it is incredible um, yeah, if anybody is looking or ever in doubt of going to something like this, and you're a collector, um, you're mad if you're not not attending it. Are, are we talking similar numbers this year? You've got um, we're in a new venue. Yeah, it looks yeah, slightly bigger unit. I've got this time. Uh, I've got 168 tables booked so far for this one. 
Wow. Um, I, I suspect I may be able to fit more in, but whenever I use a new venue, I sort of have to guesstimate how much I'm going to be able to fit in it the first time I use it. Yeah. So I have to sort of be a bit conservative, and then obviously, um, if we can fit more in next time, then we will do it. It looks a really, really good unit as well. It's quite a big, squarish area, isn't it? There's a lot of... Yeah, which would be nice, because a lot of the places we've used in the past have had sort of dividing walls, which you can't really see the extent of it all in one go. Um, and it's even got a bit of a Star Wars feel to it, hasn't it? It looks a bit like a Death Star hanging yeah. with the reflective floor. So, yeah, it's going to be great just to see sort of everybody in one go. Yeah, no, no, I really am looking forward to that. Are you looking for anything? I know you're an IG collector. Always anything IG-88 related I'll be after. Um, I, I had a real close look at my, my 96 one last night as well to see if there was any that could do with a, an upgrade. And I think I've got five or six on my list that I think I could find slightly nicer ones of. Oh, nice. I was talking to Tom Scaife the other night. He said he's got some absolute banging loose figures for this event. He always has amazing <laughs> stuff, though, doesn't he? I, I, honestly, I think he, that, that fella must have a time machine. Because yeah. every single event, he rocks up with fabulous riches that nobody, nobody knows where they've come from. I was alongside him on, a, I think it was um, number eight. Yeah. He had, like, ten tables, and it was just like, full yeah. of so much good stuff. You're kind of like... Where have you got all that from? You like it's how they turn these things over. Love it, but uh, he's got a TARDIS or a DeLorean in his garage. There's <laughs> yeah. no other way, is there? No, definitely, definitely. So this is the tenth event. I mean, also the events grow. I mean, the guests alone are great. Um, you have you have charity raffle. You do Echo as a group do so much for charity. I know uh, Wayne kind of sorts a lot of that out, but I mean the money. Uh, I've got the list in here up till 2021 raised from echo alone and at the point of okay this is exactly a year ago you're just under seventy thousand pound raised that's quite a phenomenal amount it is it's a crazy figure isn't it and it, it just sort of increases i think the latest i think we've on about eighty six thousand now including this year's charity yeah um, and, and what we do is we, we take it in turns all the admin of the group pick a, a charity each year that's close to their heart and then we, we, we make like a real effort that year to try and raise as much as we can for that particular charity. But the last couple of years, the generosity of everybody's just been sort of crazy. We've been doing about twenty twenty five thousand pounds for each charity we've picked each year. Yeah. It's just astounding, really. And yeah, Wayne Wayne puts tons of his time into that, and arranging the guests is uh, the other thing Wayne particularly is amazing at. Um, it, it's not easy. Um, it, it's really hard. You know, everybody's got schedules and things, and yeah, but yeah. Hats off to him, he does a fantastic job with that. And the, the charity thing is just, yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's just another great great tick against Echo's name, isn't it? I mean, that alone is just it's just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. It's just nice to do stuff for other people as well. And, it, you know, it's the community and that, that shows that community spirit. We've all, got, we've all got the same interests and we've all got that same sort of... The amount of free stuff I see given away and things like that is just amazing. I remember, I remember when Jez, one of our team members here um just was raising money for his charities and although you when were doing your charities along, running an hour in the shop window exactly but i know yeah. that he's always been um so appreciative that you've got your own charity work yet you still let him have that slot for his charity do you know what i mean yeah, it's not absolutely yeah no, no there's absolutely. always that support you know, there 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we always will if anybody's got anything like that they want to do in the future. More than happy. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely, wonderful. Your guest this year, there's another great, or did this event, I mean, I'm sure there's a second one on the horizon in October time. Maybe. <laughs> That's normally the, <laughs> normally the sort of time period. But uh, oh, li- Literally, people have already started asking me when the next one is. I'm like, please just let me get this one out of the way. Yeah. And then, <laughs> as, yeah, as soon as I've had a sleep from this one and recovered, I'll let you know when the next one is. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this, the, the guest list this time, I mean, um, Femi Taylor, Ula. Yeah. I mean, yeah, brilliant guest. I've met her. That she, uh, she hasn't had done a UK one for a little while, and now, sort of, the whole COVID thing's relaxing a little bit. Uh, we're hoping, you know, to get more people in. Yeah. Do you know what she was? I've met her before, and she's an app. Anybody who's um, wondering about who to go and visit, I mean, she's she's amazing with her time and s- such a lovely person. It's a a, a great guest, John Simkin, Clartu. I've not met him myself, so we'll be picking that one up myself. That's a a great one. Andrew Lorden. He's doing the. Um, like the night training. training for kids, yeah. Um, I think uh, Wayne posted up a thing where you can go and pick a slot for your kid to, to be taught lightsaber training by Andrew, who is um, quite gone gin stuntman. That's right, um, yeah. In Phantom Menace. I think that's great. A great uh, addition. I'm trying to think who else was on that list. So we've got Chris Bunn, as usual. He's uh, often at your event, isn't he? Uh, he's regular, child. he is. He's, he's going to owe us council tax if he spends much more time at the event. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Paul, yeah, we love him, bless him. Yeah, you got Paul Blake, Greedo, who's a uh, yes, yeah, great, great guest as well. Brian Wheeler, always yeah. a always a joy. I've seen him around, and David Stone. I've met him as well, and he's got some great stories. If anyone gets uh, a chance to chat to him, they are uh, all great to chat to, aren't they? They, yeah. they absolutely love doing what they do. They they love meeting people that that appreciate what they've done and what they've been in, and that yeah, they're just a goldmine of stories, aren't they all? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's Mike Edmonds rounding it up, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great, great, uh, a great lineup. He's done, he's done wonderful things there. Great, um, great to see some of them. I mean, there's cosplayers there. You've often got bits and pieces out. Have you got other stuff coming for? I mean, yeah, we've got a uh, pop guy back. It's mostly the stuff that we had last time, but I know a lot of people didn't get to see it. It's going to be in the main square with the centre. Right. Uh, so the land speeder and a few other bits back for your photo ops. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's one thing with Echo, isn't it? It's a very, um, it's very good for families as well. It's not just for the collector. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that that's the, one of the key things is seeing people bring along their families as well and their other halves go off shopping, um, and just seeing the people with their kids enjoying it. There's so many kids are dressed up as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is great to see. Can I just get you to just give us a bit of um, logistics and stuff? So this event is on what level and what car parks are best to park in for people who are just coming for the day? So car park one is the the closest to the event, but all the other car parks for the centre are sort of like a two-minute walk, not very far away. Um, It's on what's called lower retail level. So where McDonald's is, it's just down the escalators from that. Or if you're coming from the train, it's just up the first set of escalators there. Uh, it's next to a farm foods. Um, but yeah, big big unit. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds good. And that's that's the best car park for the traders as well, I assume. Yeah. So there's a there's a loading bay at the back of the unit, which is on ground level. So on the Echo Base 
um, live event page, we've put all the details in there for where's best for traders. Yeah. So we, we, we do set up on the night before or the morning. You've already mentioned it a minute ago that from Echo Live, you've also got Scandinavia Echo Live and Benelux yep. Echo Live. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's incredible as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And they, they're just the same fantastic little communities with the night out they have as well. And yeah, I've got to get over to one of those soon. I've not been to one yet. There's just, um, there was, the Scandinavia one was just before Christmas, wasn't it? If I, yeah, sure yeah. I saw um, a I post think the looks ones in the very near future too. Yeah, so anyone wants a little uh, weekend away, it's um, tie that in. Sounds a, a good plan. So that's the kind of the details of, of this weekend's event. Um, Adam, what for you as an organiser, what has been your favourite moments from Echo? If I had to get you to pick five favourite moments, could be a purchase, could be actual moments that happen. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I got gifted a, a model Trem IG88 at one of the events, and that's probably one of the only times I've ever almost cried in public. That was that was lovely. That was a standout moment. Who was um, that from? Your Echo admin acknowledging Yeah, it, yeah. a big bunch of people all put towards it, bless them. Uh, members and admin. That was fantastic. I got a yeah, card with everybody's name in. I think the the first one I did here at the centre when people actually turned up for it as well, that was, that was sort of like an amazing moment. <laughs> yeah. You never know, do you, when you when you start something off, whether people go for it. Um, yeah, when when the guys came over from from Argentina as well, um, especially for the event, that that's just mind blowing that people would travel crazy distances like that to to go to a, an event in Redditch, which I think most people haven't heard about before Echo Live started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on the map. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's just, you know, it's done great for the town as well. All the hotels are booked out and everybody goes out on the night. Um, so yeah, it's just, just seeing that and just, just seeing people people's reaction to it, really, and the excitement. That, that's what does it for me. It's, a, it's, it's turned into a labour of love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got a very supportive... Uh family structure (laughs) (laughs) you've got to have to a point haven't you to uh yeah to do what you do yeah and i bet you the event back in august must have been amazing see you you said earlier yeah people seen each other after such an amount of time as well and we'd all been cooped up and i think it really tested people's sort of mental health and things and yeah i think it just really really helped which is why i pushed it earlier to august because it'd been so long since we'd had one which means it's been a longer wait till this one, but I, I think I needed to try and get that one as early, safely as we could do it, really. Yeah, I was gutted, mate. I was gutted. I literally, from COVID, when when the first lockdown finished, yeah. I booked I booked one thing, which lasted a week, and that bloody date was in that week. Oh, I was like, it's just it's typical. Floor, isn't typical. It? It's really yeah. hard to try and find good dates as well, you know, around school holidays and around other events, because we always try not to tread on any toes with any other events or anything like that. Yeah, we're uh, quite lucky. We're quite lucky in the UK, aren't we? We do have a, a flow of events and different types yeah, of events. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's definitely stuff for people to go to, yeah. Well, um, Adam, I can't wait to uh, for this weekend. I'll be Bit sure to uh, catch you. I mean, I'll see you there. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, and hopefully I can no, catch you for five minutes, thank you. five minutes at the event. See what IG items you've purchased. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Adam. Uh, once again, um, we'll no doubt catch up with him over the weekend. But that is your Mr. Echo 
there himself. I mean, all everyone who's coming today owes him the uh, a little handshake and a, a little thank you. Now, boys, let's go on to trading. I mean, we've just mentioned it in the intro. This is a huge event, and uh, it's grown and grown and grown, as Adam's just been talking about the numbers, as it has got bigger. It does have an extensive setup, and this event is going to have over 160 tables of Star Wars being sold. You know, that is it's a phenomenal amount of, of goodies there. Uh, Mark, I'm going to come to you. I've sold at Echo, but you were an actual trader. Um, I think you've already just touched on it. When it comes to being a trader, how good is Echo compared to things like the NEC? Uh, it, it's, it's so easy to set up. The, the, the guys have already got everything laid out. They, they really go the extra mile, make sure everything's ready for when people turn up. Uh, parking is, you know, as you would imagine for a shopping centre, relatively straightforward. Sometimes it can be a bit of a trek from getting from point one to point two. But other than that, really easy, loads of space. That's the other thing. That's the other great thing about Echo, I have to say, is the, the amount of space that you're given. So if you need to sort of move out a tiny bit on either side, you've got a bit of room to move, whereas shows like the NEC and Farthest From, uh, you know, I hate to say it, it, space is very constrained. You are really sort of hemmed in. Um, But with Echo, it's a real luxury. And then in terms of organisation, second to none, absolutely second to none. I've never, ever had an issue with setting up um it's always been a, a good show like i said to you every single show has been better than the last and that's in terms of what's been an offer but also if you're a trader i mean you've really got a, a captive audience that the echo team go absolutely hell for leather in terms of advertising getting the word out they've got now they've got fifteen thousand members on the facebook group so they've got a huge amount of people. They've got a very centralised location in the UK, which is very easy to get to. So again, you've got the motorway networks uh, really well catered for. Loads of accommodation, cheap accommodation. You've got Holiday Inn, Premier Inn, and loads of hotels around. So getting accommodation generally isn't an issue. Loads of things going on. The the events after the show like going out for a drink and, you know, meals and stuff. Absolutely fantastic. I've always enjoyed that. Um, that's probably the, the best part for me is going out for a drink, a well-earned drink after being on your feet all day. But in terms of trading, I've always loved it. And I, I will miss trading this time. I, I know I have got a, a table, but it's a sort of different animal this time. Yeah, yeah, good points. I mean, as a trader, for me, I've, I've always been with Cy. Sometimes we've got lots of stuff. Sometimes we've got not. No, but to be fair, put a few bits out that I'm trying to get rid of and everything always kind of moves and uh, funds my night out, really, and my weekend. It's, um, yeah, it's all I really want to do with it. But, yeah, might have my razor crest on my stall. You're kidding. Yeah. Me and Si did discuss both bringing just our razor crest and purely having just two razor crests for sale. <laughs> but, is, he, is he selling his? No, we, well... He said that he is. I don't know. Uh, we. <laughs> I don't know how serious he was. I. Uh, yeah. I haven't even got it out of a shipper yet. It's kind of. A, it's a bit crazy. But. Yeah, how many? How many razor crests do you reckon are going to be there? Um, I reckon you'll see um, two. <laughs> On your team. and Simon's. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little look around my room and uh, was trying to 
determine what I purchased at Echo. And there is a few pieces in here. Any standout pieces you boys have seen and not bought or bought over the years? I've always I've always bought. I've always come back with some, something from Echo. And I can't say that is true of every other event that I go to, but I, I've always, always come back with something from Echo. That that just goes... I mean, my collection is, is so hard to buy for at the moment. There's, there's so very few Star Wars vintage items now that I'm actually looking for. It, it, it's very difficult. So that's testimony to the amount of stuff there is available at Echo. I think probably one of my favourite items was... Uh, crikey um, probably my Palatoy 45A uh, TIE Fighter pilot which I got off Mark Baker um, that's one of the things that I really liked nice. um, bought loads of Palatoy carded stuff from there, it's always been good for that I like the sound of that yeah I caught up with Tom Scaife, you'll have to excuse that there is no introduction to Tom and no goodbye to Tom because we were chatting and then we kind of just went into the interview chatting and then we just kind of carried on at the end. So it's kind of a straight in and straight out. But um, yeah, I did catch up with Tom Scaife. Echo Base, this is Rogue Two. I found them. Repeat, I found them. From the first one I did, I was just sat on one table in the corner <laughs> next to the admin desk. I think it was Echo Live 2, possibly. So a long story short is I've always collected from childhood in my collection. And then I would just go to market stores. I didn't even think of toy fairs when I was a student or anything like that. Basically, I I found Star Wars UK Forum, went on there because I wanted to get my last figure in my run, which is a Death Star Gunner. So I, I thought, well, Force Awakens coming out. Like everybody else, the prices are going to go up. So I just put an advert out on Gumtree and then I got a collection just a random collection. That's what started all my buying. So like in there's a tri-logo Boba Fett and all these nice figures. And somehow, I don't know how, but from, from the Star Wars forum, I found the Facebook group and it was like, go to Echo Live, take all your stuff to the show. And I, I was a bit adverse to doing the t- a toy show because of the hustle and bustle. And, you know, I hated car boot sales and that. So they just put me on a little admin, <laughs> a desk next to the admin table. And at that time, I didn't really know prices. So I just, I priced everything low and I had nothing left after the show. Everything was cleaned out. That's was, what you know you too, though, yeah. Yeah, and literally, I was absolutely destroyed. I, everything everything went, and I thought, do you know what? You know, next time, I actually might have prepared this. So I, t- I just strolled up. I think it, st- you know, it starts at 8 o'clock. I strolled up at about 10 o'clock, <laughs> p- pushed my thing through, and everybody was going through, and they'd already been, all the main con- people had been through, and I just started loading my table up. <laughs> and I was getting absolutely destroyed by everybody coming up to me. I'll have that, I'll have this, I'll take that. Uh, but, yeah, as obviously... Sorry, back to, I've just taken me off point there. But yeah, so I kind of learned now, Just it's just all about the preparation. Like every week, just trying to get stuff and price it up. And every time I've done it, I've had a bigger table than the last time. So it was just me initially. Now there's like four of us doing the table. I love it. It's brilliant. It is so good. And it's so tiring, though. You just, because you're speaking to everybody and everyone's a little chat. And it's within about a second of the doors opening. There's about 50 people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's madness. It's it's so tiring. I can remember um, the last event before COVID. And I think you were alongside us that day. And you must have had about 10 tables. You just had this most enormous <laughs> layout. So it's quite different from... Uh... Oh, yeah. That was the mad collection. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the one just before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. So I like... this. Yeah, this guy. And he, I went to his house. Like it was after... 
he said, oh, I've got this collection uh, in, in the attic. I've got just had a new baby and I want to sell it all. And it was after Echo Live Sweden. For the, I went to Sweden for Milan show, you know. And he said, I flew back from Heathrow and I went straight. I was knackered. I went, he goes, just quickly come in and see me. I'm near Heathrow. So I went to his house and he just like putting out boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. And I was like, bloody hell. He had, a, he had about 150 you know, mint on cars and all foreign ones. And he said he was buying them all before e, you know, buying them all before eBay. He had like contacts online and they were sending in like Italian mocks with a post and all that. So yeah, so literally I remember that about, he just said, come up to my house, load it all in a van, take it away. Don't even give me any money. Just work out what, what you, <laughs> work out what you want to pay for it. And then we'll figure something out later. <laughs> But he was so, so trusted, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, so that table was purely that guy's collect his whole collection. It was mad. Obviously, I took a few I took a few bits and pieces out for, for myself and uh, the other chap, Paul, who's ec- um, admin on Echo, he, he kind of went in on it with me. And uh, so he, he kept a few bits and pieces. Like, I think we had a full run of poppies and uh, we had, like, mailers and loads of foreign cards. It was, yeah, it was mad. Yeah, that was the one. It was... Cr- it was crazy. I didn't think I could top that ever, but some. I think maybe this one this year, possibly, possibly. We'll, we'll see. You know, for this one. So basically, I'm, I'm trying to get a holiday home. So you know, when people said I'm selling stuff from my personal collection, I said it the other day, and I got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I got absolutely destroyed on you, and they were like, "You're selling from your personal collection, not like that before." But I've actually had to take a few bits out, and I was like, "I'm like, what can I? What can I?" sell to make you know get some money for the holiday home you know what can i sell and what can i and what can i actually get back so it's like i'm trying to go through my collection i don't think i'll ever get something like that back again and i'm going i'm literally going in circles at the minute so i've i've always got the box box down of figures and you know box down of mocks and vehicles and all that and i'm like looking at my my kind of mocks that i've got and I'm like, what, what can i get rid of what can i get rid of and i i bought some stuff off mark who does the you know mark your mark who does the podcast about three years ago so i he said he sold me all his Denny Fisher dolls. Um, I think he had three or I've got three or four of them. They're like amazing condition. So I messaged him a, a few weeks ago and said I might put them in because I, I don't think I can complete that run. They're so hard to get the, the Denny Fisher run. And and he said he sold me his AM FM Luke Skywalker gunner headset. So I might put yeah. So I might put that in. But then I, I was looking at it the other day. I thought I've never seen one come up since I bought that off him. So no. And I'm like oh, I don't know to put that in or not. <laughs> So it's like one of those, but there's, there are some cool bits going in there. I've never had so many loose figures and I take like any Echo Live before, because the last one actually I sold more loose figures than I sold anything else. I thought I sold a lot of mocks, but I didn't really sell many mocks at all. Just literally all my loose figures last time. I think I had about 150. I must have sold about 140 of them. I think I've got over 300 loose figures this time so many and the, the standard of the, some of them are really really good condition it must be like probably a full run and they're all like really top top notch standard so i'm a, I'm expecting they'll go they'll go quite well i've got some good box box vehicles as well like really good condition ones i'm just trying to think what else i've got put in i've got some like takara badges i've got about 60 or 70 mocks mint on cards and like i said I've, i'm just trying to pick out the ones that uh that I might get back again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's one of those. So I, I sold my Boba, my Boba Fett on Yubnub a couple of weeks ago. I didn't really want to sell my Boba Fetts, but I managed to keep managed to keep one. Uh, so I was going to put that on the table, but as that went, that would have been my highest kind of value. 
um, piece I think I would have had on my table at the time had I not um, sold it before. I kind of put it on there just to kind of raise awareness. That's what I was bringing. I put a price up not thinking it would sell, actually, and it went within about a minute. <laughs> there's me thinking <laughs> I probably could I probably could put a few more hundred quid on it. <laughs> yeah. So well, this sounds like you've got quite a good spread then. So it's yeah, uh, how many I've tables got, have you got? I've got seven tables and Andy from Toy Vault's got three on the end from me. Right, yeah. Um so he's he'd just be tagging along on the ends and he, I know he's got a few a few decent bits um he's bringing along with him. Um I was hoping that I might get back. I don't know if you saw when I I got those Pally Toy cards unused. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So I sent them to be like putting some acrylics just to kind of encase them. And I was hoping they'd come back for the show. But I haven't had an email today. It looks like it's going to be a tight call that I'm probably not going to get them back in time. Because they're like, they're a little bit behind. I think I think they've been there for about four months. They said it would be three months turnarounds, but they're a month behind on their on their orders. So I was hoping just to bring a bring a couple along and see how, how they went. But as it turns out, they would have gone well. Yeah, I think so. It'd been good just to have a few people to have a little look at them, you know. I know Jason Smith was wanted a little nose at some of them and stuff, so they would have been quite cool for the table. But generally, yeah, there'll be there'll be some good high quality stuff on there. I've got free stickers. What do you call them? So like you guys have got your Generation Skywalker Dengar things you're giving away. Yeah, you know the what I'm swag. talking. Swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> been a very long day. <laughs> yeah, so I've got my swag stickers and a few T-shirts, and that I'll be giving away on the table as well limited t-shirts all sorts of bits and pieces my brain has gone to fog now i should have written down before i had this conversation what was going to be on the table but i'm sure from previous times when people have visited my table they'll know that it'll be a bit of everything you just have to have a little dig around to kind of find what you want i think i think the the problem i get is there's so much stuff on the table there's so much choice at the show that sometimes they don't see everything that's on like on my table so yeah you know so i've got stuff at the back that then people they're so like interested in what's on the tables in front of them they don't look up and see what's like on the back wall and i think i think last year that's maybe why some of the mocks didn't sell and some of them were like pretty well priced i, I remember that i had a um it wasn't a cloud city playset it was one of those playsets not the hot one i'm trying to think it was the is one of those like playsets you can get the kenner ones not um and it was amazing right and i hadn't it, this is the one that the show before lockdown so that was on the that was on the back wall there and no one even noticed it and i literally got it the day before and put it up and um it didn't sell and i was like oh, i can't believe that didn't sell i think i had it for 250 quid it was a bargain and when i opened it all the figures were sealed in the baggies <laughs> well underpriced as well yeah so That's underpriced i was sell. so yeah i was so lucky it didn't sell and this is from the guy i said i met in reading and I, I obviously we had that much stuff. I'm not really had a proper good look at it. So occasionally you might get a bargain by, you know, on the table stuff that I might not have properly, you know, gone through. So yeah, I'm so glad that didn't sell. There's like, oh, I think there's four sealed baggies in there in the in the little box. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I know. Big money now, aren't they? Yeah. I know. Highly sought after. Yeah, that really would have been a bargain. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I think that's about it, really. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be the normal kind of bits and pieces, high quality, good prices. So you've got to come and check it out, really. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, people need to check out Yubnub Yubnub Toys on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Come and check Yubnub Toys out. Um, There's stuff going on on there. There is, yeah. It's been quite slow recently because I have been hoarding for three months. I've been hoarding, hoarding, yeah, hoarding and hoarding. I've got tons of last seventeen figures, absolutely tons of them. <laughs> so they will be there. Loads of loose figures really good condition ones 
and I mean they are priced as such because they're good condition. But then I've got ones that aren't so good that you know obviously less. You know, I, I I like to think my prices are reasonably fair, especially in this day and age. And prices are a little bit mental, aren't they? Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Some and some of the box vehicles are they've all got inserts and, and instructions, and I've got like a battle damaged Tie Fighter that's unbelievable and really good. I tried over B wing um, from memory. I've got a pretty. I know everybody's got a Falcon. I think I've got a really good Falcon going in as well. See that maybe that AM FM headset. <laughs> I, I've been looking at it, so I put it in. Should I not put it in? I don't know. My wife's going. You got you look, this is for holiday home. Come on, Tom. You, you <laughs> she's going to me. Yeah, you, you can get rid of that. Just sell it. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, if they don't get it, they don't get it, do they? <laughs> well, that is true. I think the holiday home might give you a bit more enjoyment than a uh, headset. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things, isn't it? It's the first time, like, since I've been collecting that I've I've actually dipped into some of my bits and pieces and sold. Because obviously, all the bits that I trade and and buy and what have you, I, I tend to keep the best the best possible bits I can I can get hold of. So it's it's been very difficult to like go through. I've, I'm never going to get one in this good condition. But actually, I don't mind if it's in worse condition as long as I've got it. I'm not I'm not I'm not too fast. And I'm particularly into Palatoy at the minute, so I don't mind selling my sort of Kenner pieces. So I think there'll still be a few little mystery bits there as well that I haven't quite... I've got another week of sorting, really. I'm pretty much done and dusted. Like I said, it's taken me about five weeks preparation so far. So I just go up to the office, I get out all the bits and pieces, have a look at it and then price it up. And then it's not... People think you just turn up and, and stroll up now. Like I did on the first one. <laughs> but, yeah, but this one, I mean, it really is... It's, price labeling it all checking you checking your prices are kind of in touch with the market or you know not making sure everything's pretty easy accessible but, you know it's it, it's not it's not um all sort of rock and roll do you know what i mean especially when yeah. you the hardest thing is the setup as well of the table when you get there you've got your trolley and you, you're going in and you're setting it up and you're stressing out because you you can only be there for four or five hours i think the last table i did the last one took me six hours <laughs> to set everything up six hours yeah i know what's everybody's I was drinking the night before yeah I, I go up friday i try i always try and get in about three two three o'clock on the friday and i'm out about eight eight or nine o'clock just they're putting the shutters down it looks a good location doesn't it they've got a good looks like a good space this time out yeah they've got the an old bm bargains um warehouse haven't they i think so it looks like we're yeah. so i think some square yeah and i think it'll uh, you know be better for some of the other traders that don't necessarily get a good it's a bit fairer for everybody who isn't on the, the main run. Do you know what I mean? Because I think in the last one, there was there was a couple of back rooms that people didn't really go in. So this time, at least we've got a whole square and everybody's kind of in the same room. And it should it should, it should flow really nicely. It looks like it's going to be a good space. <laughs> the last one, the queue, you couldn't even move, could you? I really wanted to go and have a little look around the other tables. I just didn't I just didn't get a chance. I, thought, I don't think I've ever really gone for a stroll at any show other than right at the end when everything's gone. Because I, I, I mean, I still collect. You know, I do buy and buy and sell, but I do collect. So it's quite nice to go and uh, go and have a little look at what what's going on. And the problem is when I go to a table and I want to buy something. Oh, you're going to sell? You're going to take this and sell it for more on your table? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no. Honestly, I'm buying it for me. And then what you collect, Tom? Yeah, I have got a collection. You know, <laughs> that's how I got into it as a collector. Um, like my wife just saying, you know, Tom, you can't. You can't spend all this money, even though it wasn't that much back. Well, it was about 2014 when I started to buy a few more bits and pieces. But prices then to what they are now, 
it was just a, a massive difference. She goes, Tom, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna buy stuff, you've got to buy and sell it and make your own money. So I'm like, <laughs> That's what I'll do. So well, yeah. it's a good way, good way of collecting if you can make it self sufficient. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, some of the um, big big collectors who have been around since the early nineties, I've interviewed them over the years, and none of them spend their own money anymore. They trade things yeah. out, and it's just yeah, it's cleverly done, really. Sell a, sell a few bits, get finance it all up, and then it's tough sometimes. You want to buy something that's a th- you know a thousand pound carded figure, or you know, it's like wow, that's that is you know that is a lot of money. I know there are some big big fish who obviously got huge businesses or you know a lot of income and stuff but either way a thousand pound for a toy you know <laughs> it's nuts yeah, really. when you say it out loud yeah it's all right when you do you do the saturday night um yeah i funny enough with last sat i always every single echo live i say right i'm gonna stay saturday night boys I go for a few beers i get back in and i'm crashed i'm ruined like absolutely my legs are aching i'm I just i don't want to talk to anybody because i've been talking to people all day and i'm uh i'm just so tired but last year wayne and Paul from Echo, the admins, they were like, "You're coming out, you're coming out." So I went out and had a curry, and I went, I went out to the little dodgy club. <laughs> that was you're all right once you've got out and you've had a couple of drinks. Yeah, exactly. It's just that getting out, isn't it? It's a yeah, it's tired. Yeah, it's a funny old place. To have a night out. <laughs> it's great fun. <laughs> you've got your yeah. Skywalker. I've got a store, haven't they? Yeah, we've got our stand. You were at um, you were at Father's Rom, weren't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got a similar kind of setup yeah, to there. So we'll be getting some interviews, mate. I'll get you near the end of the day when you're knackered. Yeah, get me at the end like, of the day. Oh, why is he sticking a microphone in my face? Just to <laughs> say how you've uh, how you've got on and uh, I might have a massive on. smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's the best single best Star Wars toy show event around. You can't you can't beat it. It's just not. I do the NEC. I do the NEC occasionally, and it's not even in the same you know same stratosphere really. It's an absolutely superb event, brilliant. You know, two a year. You could have a third one, really, and it would still be packed. And in, to be fair, I mean, we're talking about you know collecting and trading and stuff, but I mean, Wayne gets in some brilliant guests as well. He's a yeah, some amazing work on that on that front and his charity. Yeah, charity fundraising is a yeah. They do some um. I'd love to. I do know. What, I've never had a chance to go around and see a single guest. <laughs> I've not. I've never had a chance to do it and go around and. Uh, it's just one of those. I I, I wanted to go and um, see um, what's his name, Sean Yakface. What's his name? Oh yeah, Sean Crawford. Sean Crawford last year, and I didn't get to see him, but he ended up going out on the beers in Weatherspoon. So I actually got finally got to have a little chat with him there, which is quite cool. He's he's yeah. really good. He's really nice good. Guy, yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. lovely guy. Got, and loads of good stories as well. And uh, so that was the first one I met, but that was in Weatherspoon. So <laughs> yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got Femi Taylor. You need to go and meet her. She doesn't look any older than when no. she filmed Return of the Jedi. She's no. <laughs> yeah, she, actually, you know, I might have gone and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks amazing. She doesn't age at all. No, I'll go to her a couple of years back and I thought, oh, you're going to get any different. But... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Tom, thank you so much, mate, for taking your time beforehand. Um, I'll catch up with you at the event. I'll buy you a yeah. beer on the evening. Come and have a nose around you. I'm just putting together a loose run again. I sold my loser run a couple of years back to yeah. buy a, a mental card, which was high. Yeah. Yeah, I recently got a Drew Ted case, so now I've got to fill it back up. I know. I keep looking at his cases. I'm like, oh, I've got to do it. Because, you know, I, I, haven't got a, I haven't got a display. I've got, basically, I've got the old crappy Ikea, you know, the Ikea. No, it's not the Ikea. It's the Lidl's collector's glass case oh, everybody's yeah. got. Yeah. So I've got that. And 
it's in the toilet, it's in the bathroom. So every time I go to the loo, I just look at my my loose figure run. Yeah, I know. So I like going to. I sit in there for quite a long time. <laughs> so I I was trying to get a um a proper collector's room in the um in the garage, but we had an unexpected third child that put pay to that. So yeah, most most of my stuff is boxed up in the office. Yeah, I'd like to look at it again. That Drew Teg, I'd love to get one. He's a nice lad. Yeah. He's got he is some a nice lad. I mean, pieces, isn't he? he really, what? he's got some awesome pieces as well. Amazing. Yeah. He, he, he is a machine when it comes to finding stuff. I do yeah. not know anybody else that is able to turn up the stuff that he turns up on, and, and not even like sporadically on a constant basis. He, he, it's just incredible. I like the sound of that. Okay, now we were talking about the evolution of Echo, and I think Echo has become more than just a collecting event. Uh, I think one of you just stated, I think it might be New Crave, that it's fantastic for families. Families can rock up there. They now have these photo opportunities with with props or dioramas down the bottom. They have cosplayers in there, so people can do that kind of thing. There, there's all sorts going on now, and a lot of that. And someone else mentioned the guests they have now. Have guests? They've got eight guests at this. At this um, event, um, they've got Andrew Lord in there, who's the stand-in for Qui-Gon on the Phantom Menace. He's doing a uh, lightsaber training for the for the children. I have booked you in for that, Jez. Thank which you. Is, which is great. There's little, little things like that all the time. I mean, they think of other things all the time. So it has evolved like that to become more. But I want to talk about the charity work because Wayne Totty does some amazing things for charity. He's constantly at it. I mean, in 2020, when there was no events and it was COVID, he raised £26,000 that year, which is incredible. And as you heard in Adam's interview, they've had a different charity every year. And he said that each year, one of the admin chooses what the charity is going to be that year. And they're often linked to children, although some of them haven't been, but a lot of them have been. And they've just, I think I think Adam said in his interview, you would have just heard this, I think he said that they've just gone past £86,000 raised since Echo Base Live started. So phenomenal effort. But what what I love about it, I mean, Jez, everyone that knows who you are, knows that you do a lot of charity work yourself and you, you've done some amazing challenges over the years. But Echo gave you an opportunity for your charity and your fundraising alongside theirs at the event. That's right, buddy. Yeah, that year... Um, they were raising money for it was the Northern Ireland Children's Hospital Hospice, and uh, and they invited me along. So that was 2018, and that was the year where I was trying to do as much as I could to raise some money for Make a Wish and Spread a Smile. So again, two children's charities, and um, and they contacted me and said, "Would you like to come along?" So I was able to turn up with my treadmill, and this is one of the ones where they didn't have all the stalls in the same location. I think there were four, possibly five different locations. It was almost like a scavenger hunt. They were all over the place, but they had me in their main store in the treadmill right in the window. So head to toe in Stormtrooper armour. And unfortunately, it was absolutely redders. And I think they all felt a bit sorry for me because what normally happens in the uh, in the windows of shops, you've got all the big lights, haven't you? All the big spotlights, all the really big heavy-duty lights to illuminate the uh the mannequins and this mannequin who was trying to run was just getting boiled alive 
but yeah went there and it was really uh it was really lovely of them to say just put your own collecting bucket down and just raise what you can and i managed to raise that day 419 pounds and 28 pence so yeah i was you know i was really pleased with that and uh and everyone was just so supportive and so welcoming and so friendly i even if you don't mind mate I got yep. one one paragraph just to read out because I had a little look on the uh, on the Echo Facebook page uh, where I put a post afterwards. I just put where to begin. What a day! My first Echo live and it was awesome. I didn't get to see much, but the running stormtrooper managed to run seventeen miles and raise four hundred nineteen twenty eight for Make a Wish and spread a smile. You guys are awesome. The patrons of Echo Live and the shoppers of Reddit should prove to be really generous. Thank you so much. The admin team should be rightly proud of themselves. I was massively impressed with what was achieved and it all appeared to be run in a really chilled, relaxed and friendly way. Go Echo. Finally, extra special thanks to the lads for positioning me in such a great place. It helped massively. So yeah, it was uh, it was just a great event. It was really, really... I don't know, it was just really kind of them. They didn't need to do that, you know. The Echo guys, they just want to welcome and encourage and just broaden and, and it was, yeah, it was really great to see. I very much appreciate their offer. Yeah, brilliant. And I mean, they they sell stuff, don't they, all the time. I mean, Wayne produces, I think they've got mugs and other swag which you can go and buy, which is, you know, all goes into that fund. Well, it's like the card, but it's like the, the Palatoy book, which they've recently made. That's brilliant. I was just looking at that again the other day. All of that stuff goes towards their sort of charity fundraising pot, you know? Really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Very, very um, very, very impressive. Well, let's just talk let's just go over to my next interview because I think if you talk to anyone from Echo, Wayne Totty is the driving force behind the charities. He's also the driving force behind booking the the stars of the screen that we see at this event as well. And uh, I caught up with Dwayne to discuss all those things. Your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Right, now I'm delighted to welcome Wayne Tossey to Generation Skywalker for the first time. Wayne, hello. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Uh, uh, I'm all good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Been a busy week, but we're raring to go. Yes, yeah. Now, Echo Live, the 10th show this weekend. Um... I mean, that's a feat in itself, isn't it? I mean, I, I spoke with Adam already, and uh, from where Echo started to this point, um, I don't think any of you boys could probably anticipate how it went. It's just really escalated. It's it's grown beyond our wildest dreams, really, from that first little shop with, I think there was about 21 or 22 tables, um, to grow into what it has in in a short space of time, really, because, you know, we're only talking five years once you take off the two years we missed with COVID. Um, so, yeah, and it's just really a reflection of the community and how it brings everyone together and everyone's so supportive because they enjoy what they're doing and yeah. it's accessible to everyone. Exactly that. It's in a, a fantastic middle-of-the-country location. Um, I mean, I'm not here to, to interview you about your collecting and that tonight, but... Um, I mean, in, in future, I'd love, to, I'd love to get you on to do that. But how did you get involved in Echo originally? Because as far as I'm concerned, you've always been like there since the start. That's how it is in my head. It's quite funny, really. Um, I've, I've collected Star Wars since I was a kid. And uh, I, uh, I was, I'm too young for the original release of the vintage toys. But 
I I collected in the 90s, from the early 90s, around car boots and, and toy fairs. Uh, and actually, in 2013, 2014, I was actually selling up. And um, on Star Wars Forum UK, I was selling my carded figures. I had quite a few trilogos, and I happened to sell them to Adam. And Adam mentioned, oh, I've just literally three days ago started this Facebook group. You should come on over. I was like, nah, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm not collecting anymore. I'm selling up. Anyway, within a week I was admin, and but <laughs> that that was actually um, eight years ago. Yesterday, Echo started, twenty ninth wow. of March, twenty fourteen, um, and then by December I was buying carded figures again. <laughs> so my um, <laughs> my pawness is is Adam's fault uh, for getting me back into it. <laughs> Did you regret selling your, your stuff that you'd sold at that point? I mean, yes, massively. Yeah, when you've just uh, just sold it off and then you get back into it again, it's kind of like. Yeah, and I, I'm going to grass Adam up on this one because he promised me if he ever resold them, he would offer me them back, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he sold them to someone else. <laughs> oh, well, that was a long time ago, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean the hobbies are. Uh, the hobby's gone crazy even since 2014. I mean, we thought the prices were high when Force Awakens was announced. It's, it just seems to go from strength to strength, doesn't it? Exactly. Everyone keeps going, well, this is the height now. And then six months down the line, they've gone up even more. Who knows where where it's going to go? I mean, you've only got to look at the Echo membership. I think I looked at it. I think it was like 15,500. That's the UK. Yeah. I mean, that as a hobby alone, there's a lot of, I know they're probably not all active, but... That's a lot. There's a large number going after a small amount of toys, and you can see why the prices do do get uh, pushed. It certainly is because there's a lot of people who just sit back and observe, um, yeah. and are maybe buying under the radar, but don't really participate in discussions or make themselves known. No. Yeah. 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 Well, echoes. Uh, I mean, it's seen off many Facebook attempts, isn't it, of other groups in the UK. It's a uh, Still seems to be sitting at the top, going strong. So uh, you're all doing something right in there. We try. It's just important to do, to collect in in a way that a lot of people agree um, and and like and find safe and and also to do good things with it. You know, I've made a lot of really good friends from from Echo and. You know, stemming from Star Wars Forum UK and Rebel Scum before that. Um, just really great friends who, you know, if it would if it had stayed on the forums, I'm not sure I personally would have connected with people in the way that I have now. I know other people connected um, through the forums, but I think Facebook just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's always in, in the palm of your hand at any you could be online in seconds, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, you just said it. I mean, to me, you're probably the most active of the admin with doing certain things. I mean, you're you're behind the charity um, push at Echo Base. I mean, that alone, taking something which you all do for, you do for no gain on Echo as admins, and then to raise money for charities that you do, it's uh, it's admirable. What is it? I mean, are you a, have you always been a keen charity fundraiser? You're a um, 
<laughs> no, not really. Um, it was just something that stemmed from, I think it was maybe 2015. Um, Adam's mum had sadly passed away and he, he fancied doing something um, for a charity that was close to his mum's heart, which was the Ronald McDonald's House Charities. Um, so, so we raised for the for that, and I don't have the figures to hand, but I think we maybe made like fifteen hundred or two thousand pounds, something like that. It wasn't a, I've, a great. I've actually got, I've got, okay. actually got a post you did from twenty twenty in front of me, which I find quite incredible. I mean, it says here that you raised one thousand five hundred thirty-two pound that first year. Yeah, that was fifteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes from strength to strength, doesn't it? I mean, you then did. The Autistic Society in 2016, one and a half again. But then it really takes off, doesn't it? I mean, Macmillan, 8,200. Plus, you've also got Dean Triathlon, 1,200. Yeah. And the same on this post. Uh, 2018, Children's Hospice, 5,200. And Natasha's Wheelchair, 4,000. Uh, 2019, um, beat Eating Disorders, 8,800. And then 2020, the COVID year. I mean, this is staggering. Little People UK, £26,000 raised. I mean, you posted, you did this post in yeah. August. I don't know whether that went up, but that is a phenomenal amount of um, of funds raised. At the end, at the bottom of this message, it says at the moment, you, obviously you then did the spinal unit, but um, it says 67900 I think Adam mentioned to me that it's probably now well over 80000 Yeah, we've, 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 we're, we're over 85000 now. Yeah, I mean that's amazing, yeah. really, isn't it? It and, is uh, the 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 charity last year, the Spine Unit. I think we got to twenty seven thousand six hundred. Incredible, yeah. Which yeah is a staggering amount. Um, twenty seven thousand six hundred and ten. Um, it's sort of it's an amazing accomplishment. It sort of puts pressure on us to beat it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. challenge. Um, but some of these numbers are. As you say, they are staggering, and we never thought we would beat the the 2020 year, and we did. So yeah. now we're in 2022. We've just passed two two thousand pounds today. <laughs> but really? what's staggering about that is, um, I've been pretty busy this these last three months. Um, I've done no raffles, um, no auctions. This money has been donated by members of Echo off their own back by selling items or giving them away for donation and also from the media group who um, who do their own little raffle. But as Echo, we haven't actually done any fundraising ourselves this first quarter of the year. Yeah, so there you go. It's just, it is, you've built that community around that everyone then wants to support the yeah, whole time. Definitely. But um, I think as a as a group and, and yourself, you should be proper proud of that. I mean, that's just giving something back that you don't need to do it, but you do it. And I, I think that's a real real hats off to you. Thank I know you, you said you've you've done no fundraising so far this year, but you do do uh, Sunday night raffles and all this kind of stuff on during the year. But um, obviously at Echo Live, it is an ideal place to raise funds. You do a raffle there, don't you? Yeah, but we call it a mega raffle. It sounds yeah. good, doesn't Any, it? Anything, anything <laughs> exciting in there? I think Drew's. Uh, I saw Drew's uh, donated a case. Yeah, Drew's donated a case, and to be honest, um, for the most part, we just see what people give us on the day. It yeah. is really that easy, you know. We obviously have got Ricky 
Um, I couldn't go around buttering people up with all the dealers and that, hoping they'll uh, donate something. I know we've got some art from Bowman's Green. As you say, we've got Drew's cabinet, which special mention to Drew, I think this is his fifth cabinet, is donated for a fundraising, which is staggering. Yeah. You know, five of those cabinets. So we're really, really lucky to be supported by people like him. And so many more people, you know, it's just impossible to name them all. Again, it just comes back to that's that's the community that's been built and people want to help out. It's um it is lovely to see. Now also you do you work tirelessly on this as well. You you do merchandise. I mean yeah, merchandise you do I, I noticed that you put up a couple of days ago, you got some key rings there this year, yeah. magnets, um you've normally you I mean you do your books, don't you? You you Yeah, I've got the echo guides, yeah. I mean, they're they're fantastic things in themselves. They're great things to have in in your collections, whether you're a starting out collecting or you're more of an established collector. It's great to have that reference there. They're all they're all done beautifully, laid out. Merchandise. Anything else on that table that people can come and dip into? You normally got mugs. Are they there this year? Yeah, we've got mugs. We've got two new de- designs, and then the return of three um, popular ones from previous events. We've got. Uh, the Jabba the Hut design, the Bounty Hunter design, and um, the the Land Speeder um, Welcome to Mos Eisley design. Um, we've got the Collect All 96 figure posters, and we've got some wristbands. Yeah, so plenty plenty of things for people to go and uh, and some caps into. as well, actually. Got, oh, really? Only twelve, though, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Be disappointed if they're not sold out, okay? Yeah, it's come and get left quick. Too. I'll go and push them. <laughs> the most important thing you need is some merch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that aside, Wayne, also, I mean, you're in charge of the guests. I don't know how many how many shows have you had guests at now? Did that start um, Six, I think. Now, you've got, you've got, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, I'm looking through the, the line-up this time. There's some brilliant names in there. Femi Taylor. I mean, I met her in 2014, but I don't think she's she doesn't do that many events anymore. You don't see her name. You don't tend to anymore. see her so much because she lives in Denmark now. That'll be why they won't. So obviously her. she's got to fly over with her husband from Denmark to do the Echo Live event, which is which is brilliant. I'm really pleased to have Femi. Yeah, that's a, that's a great shout. I mean, you've got some brilliant names on there. Uh, Mike 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 Evans coming. He is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Edmonds um, came before as well. Paul Blake. Paul Blake's John, always good. Yeah. John Simkin, David Stone, Brian Wheeler, Chris Bunn, and Andrew Warden. Now I met David Stone a few years back. I went to I went and got his uh, autograph. And um, if anyone gets a chance to chat to him, I mean he, that bloke's got some terrific stories. If you can get a bit of time with him, he he was brilliant. Well worth uh, his weight in there. Uh, a conversation and i must admit really reasonable prices i saw your prices online 15 or 20 quid for most of them one being yeah exactly. really this day and age some of the things you go to even like um i i paid a lot more for my family tailor than that so that's a uh, real affordable for people who want to collect the autographs yeah you do a great job of that great job keep rolling them out thank you very much that's the thing that we you know the guests understand that it's a it's a collector's show and a family show, and um, we like to work together to keep the prices low. As a show, it really has evolved, doesn't it? I mean, the like you've got the displays for people to go and take photographs. 
the trooping going on. I mean, it's made it more of a family of event. I mean, people bring their families and there's things to do. You've got the lightsaber training with Andrew Lorden. Yeah. I mean, all those things just just build to a, a fantastic event. So, uh, yeah, certainly looking forward to um, to jumping in. It is. And uh, I think it was a couple of years now we, we started put, um, trying to encourage people to do swag. And that's a massive part of it now. Yeah. And I see that you guys have done some amazing swag. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing that. And there's so many people who've who've made swag, and it, it just just really helps to uh, to just endorse the day, just make it such a fun day for everyone. It's a yeah, little bit of personality from each person. That's it. I think the swag's growing as well, doesn't it? I think each event, people come along, oh, that's a great idea. I'll get involved next time. And you you do get some good stuff going on. Um, yeah. I mean, just tonight, I think, just brief, um, short time ago, someone's made some best bin beer mats. Look brilliant, you know? Great yeah, little idea. Yeah. Everyone's got their own ideas. It's it's brilliant. We're quite fortunate on here to have a couple of designers, which really does help when you're designing stuff. Loving it. Outside of that, Wayne, what, what is Echo to you i mean do you go there and intend to buy a lot or is it more about running the show for you or is there a balance i'd love to say that i could uh have a have a really good chilled out look around and enjoy it but (laughs) to be honest i'm probably one of the ones who um i look back the next day or the week later and i don't really remember the event i just sort of remember a blur (laughs) <laughs> but I don't want that to sound any, any way bad for the event because it's not, it's a brilliant event it's just that obviously with, with being such a, a part of the raffle and the guests and everything else it's just, you end up running around like uh, a headless chicken sometimes I think I think we need to delegate a bit more <laughs> The time goes so quickly as well, doesn't it? When oh it, it does, like, it flies it? past so quick you know, it's, it is a relatively short event really, you know, you're talking about packing the whole thing into six hours essentially and there's there's so much going on in that time but i just i to be honest it's it's more about meeting friends for me um yeah i'm at a point in my collecting where um the items i i, I really need now are few and far between um uh, and i just really just love seeing people meeting meeting people who i consider good friends but also meeting new people and just sharing the experience together yeah it's a really good day so especially then the night time i enjoy the night time a lot well yeah because you end up in a nightclub don't you nearly every time i've seen i've seen you in plenty of photos um, on the dance floor i cannot neither confirm or deny that <laughs> i've heard you're quite good at throwing a few shapes <laughs> one o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah well yeah, looking forward to the whole thing. I mean, anybody that's staying down there, you get a very good crowd of people who come out in the evening. It's become a real mainstay, I think, of any any proper collector's year, you know. So it's so good. I mean, yeah, October 2019 was the last time I came to it. It just seemed such a long time ago. So, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting back involved. Yeah, um, Wayne, yeah, Wayne, thank you so much for giving me your time for this show. Um I'll try and catch five minutes with you at the event, see how you're doing, if I can uh, get you away from your jobs. But um, if not, perhaps I'll get that five minutes about midnight when you're hammered. <laughs> Might make for a more fun interview anyway. 
<laughs> Definitely. But, um, yeah, I'll see you on Friday, mate. I certainly will. I'll catch you at the weekend, mate. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you, mate. And thank you, Wayne. And obviously, yeah, you've just heard about everything that he has got planned this weekend. Let's talk about other stuff going on at the event then. They've got Bowman's Green there. He's They've done a print for the show, um, exclusive print. We've just mentioned the lightsaber training. But the guests, we've just spoken about them with with Wayne. But um, yeah, they've got some great guests. They've got so Femi Taylor, uh, who, of course, played Ula. Now, I met her in Watford in about 2014, 2015. But apparently she, she hasn't do, done many events actually since then. She's a bit on the lowdown now. So she is signing at this event. They've got Paul Blake, Greedo. It's a must for any collection, that one. David Stone. I don't want to pronounce the um, name of the character here. He was uh, outside talking to Obi-Wan and Luke when they were uh, trying to sell the um, speeder. Wyosley? Wyosley? You know that, Craig? I'd, I'd go with Wyosley. Chris Bunn's there. I think he's a bit of an ever-present at Echo. He's often on the uh, on the call sheet to, of course, play the Stormtrooper. Andrew Lorden, we've already mentioned him. He is doing the lightsaber training but he's also signing autographs uh brian wheeler's there he played a jawa and an ewok uh john simpkin who played Klaatu, and mike edmonds who played a uh Ugnaut and an ewok so lots and lots going on but at um the event at number eight they had dj trev on the decks at echo and it it, it made a fantastic atmosphere he is back DJing at Echo Live 10 and uh, I got to chat with Trevor Broadbank well your highness guess this is it that's right don't get all mushy on me so long princess Right now, delighted to welcome Trevor Broadbank to uh, Generation Skywalker. Good afternoon, Trevor. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, it's, it's DJ Trev is the branding. DJ so, Trev. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seeing as I'll be there in a uh, professional, and I use the term professional sense loosely. Um, so yeah, DJ Trev. That's the bus advert anyway. Well, let's start with that because uh, Echo, I mean, you are the resident DJ. Now, uh, I, I loved what you put on Echo probably about a week ago now. Uh, they'd done all the releases with their guest stars, and you'd you'd literally hatched one of the um, the images up with your face on it with DJ Trev. <laughs> Which, uh... I, I was I was like gobsmacked that they didn't get me in the studio and get a proper photo <laughs> of me. Because bearing in mind, regularly on Echo, they get like nine or ten requests every year for like a calendar just of me. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> I I think there's a marketing opportunity missed there, but you know, the powers that be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're back at the event DJing. Now, how many events have you done the DJing? At? I've only actually done one, um, uh, which is really weird because, like, the amount of people I speak to who, you know, obviously either lucky or unlucky, depending on whether or not you think I'm any good as a DJ, <laughs> and that happened to be the one that they went to. Um, but, yeah, I've only done one because we were set up uh, for the next one and then lockdown cancelled it. And then the first one after lockdown... I think the general feeling was, you know, we didn't, I mean, I, I was only just allowed to be playing in bars and clubs again. And so they were like, well, maybe, maybe yeah. DJing in shopping centres isn't something we should rush straight back to. Um, 
And so, yeah, I uh, I missed that one as well. Um, so I'm, I, I mean, I, I love Echo. It's uh, it's a really Echo Live's a brilliant event, and um, I'm it's, I've been looking forward to this more or less since lockdown was announced. But you know, you're going, oh well, when it, when we get back to it, it'll be cracking. Um, so yeah, I can't wait really. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Um, I'm glad you DJ there again. I mean, that that one you did DJ at, I think my stall was near you, so it was kind of um you had that that kind of atmosphere all day. So it does make a big atmosphere. Um, are you a DJ by nature anyway? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full-time DJ. It's what I do for a living. Um, so it's, and it's, because it is quite a, a niche event is Echo and it sort of suits my style of DJing. So I, I do nightclubs and, you know, rave bangers and stuff like that. But, the older I've got, the more I've got into daytime events. Um, so, you know, I've done sort of things on the Yorkshire Showground and I've done various food festivals and then we have music festivals around. I'm from Harrogate uh, around here that I've uh, DJed and compared it. And obviously daytime is a totally different type, type of music to play at nighttime. And then at a science fiction event, you've got an extra dimension because you know, you can just push things a little bit. You know, it's not like I play particularly edgy or underground music, play things that you wouldn't be able to play elsewhere. You know, I'd, like, I can't think of many opportunities where I could play things like Echo and the Bunnymen and people know what I'm playing at two in the afternoon. You know, two in the afternoon is Coldplay territory most of the time. And I'm quite happy to play that as well. But, you know, Echo's got that crowd, um, you know, the um, demographic of it does mean that you can just play sort of stuff that I won't, you know, I, I could never play after the music I play at Echo on a night time after eight o'clock. Um, so that's, it's a really nice thing to be involved in. So you say Echo and a Bunnyman, I mean, is that, well, what kind of things do you play at Echo? I mean, if someone's well, coming along for the first time, what are they going to be enjoying while they're shopping? I mean, it's a fairly broad palette. Um, so I do anything that's got a space link to it whatsoever. Um, so obviously Prodigy out of space because there's quite a lot of us collectors of old ravers. Um, and we've got, I've got a spin-off group that is sort of rave based. So, you know, there's, we do a couple of tunes like that. Um, then we do, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of a great, uh, David Bowie, Starman is, (laughs) you know, there's the links fairly tenuous, but it'll do. And it's also a great tune, but, you know, you you wouldn't you're not really going to hear that in a nightclub anywhere. But at one thirty in the afternoon, whilst you're paying two hundred and fifty quid for a Return of the Jedi MOC, uh, you know, it's it's probably just about right. Um, so it is it's pretty broad. We do I do some very very poppy stuff, but there's quite a lot of eighties because that's kind of the era um, that a lot of collectors are most familiar with. But I do everything from disco to we did. I played some jazz last time. I played some swing. Play quite a lot of uh, soundtrack pieces. Uh, so this time I'm going to play a couple of tunes from um, some of the older Batman films. Um, I mean, I, I say this. I've got these things planned out in my head. A lot of the time you get your feet <laughs> on the ground and none of that happens. No, no. Well, it sounds brilliant. The, the other thing, if I remember rightly, and I hope I haven't made this up, but did you have your decks? inside the shells of Millennium Falcons. Uh, right, yeah. And now bearing in mind, the vintage collecting community is <laughs> quite rightly precious about vintage things. And I have, I've explained this so many times to people, 
but I, I want to go on record as saying this. <laughs> so I decided I was going to put them in Falcons, and I was going to do them with modern ones because they're easier to get hold of. And it sort of turns out they're actually not easy to get hold of um, in any kind of broken condition because I'm not cutting up something that's in anywhere salvageable. Um, you know, they had to be cracked and beaten and missing all the stickers and all that kind of stuff. And so I decided to just go on eBay and just buy the cheapest vintage Millennium Falcons I could find. I'm just assuming they're going to turn up broken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've now got 13 quite good condition Millennium Falcons <laughs> in my lot because uh, I had to buy 15 to until two turned up that were actually so knackered that I could cut them up. Um, these were broken. They're missing all the, obviously all the accessories, but the actual shells were broken and everything. So I didn't cut up anything that was worth saving. Uh, and then me and my dad put them together uh, about four summers ago. And they are, they are, biz- I mean, maybe not bizarrely, they are more talked about than the music I play. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I think I've got visions of seeing them like that. That's brilliant. I mean, this uh, fits right in. Um, well, it worked really. I've done it so at the festivals that I play at, you know, I'll take those along because it just, you know, I'm not one of those DJs who dances and waves the hands and does love heart symbols to the crowd and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I do kind of just stand there. So I just wanted to make it look a bit more visual and, you know, actually still DJing from CD players. I mean, even that is quite old fashioned now using CDs. Um, so, yeah, putting them in the Falcons just kind of added to that, you know, um, midlife crisis aesthetic that I'm going for. Well, and obviously, um, first of all, that looks great at an event like Echo, but also you're a huge Jar Jar Binks fan, aren't you? If I remember rightly, that stall was full of Jar Jar stuff. Uh, So I I had um, some Jar... But all of that stuff that was there is stuff people had given me on the day. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) People are like, I've got all this Jar Jar stuff to get rid of. You can have it. Um, So, yeah, I had quite a lot of, um, you know, the store frontage... Uh, signs and things like that um and my uh one of my millennium falcons is piloted by jar jar binks um <laughs> which as you can imagine splits the crowd uh you know so i i do get quite a few people going that is not right whereas people who are a little bit more relaxed like me are like yeah that's i can't wait for that to, that's gonna happen episode three of obi-wan kenobi that's happening jar jar binks turns up in the millennium falcon it's gonna be the greatest thing <laughs> Well, exactly. Well, I can't, I can't wait to hear the first tune. Oh, well, 9, 9 a.m. on <laughs> a Saturday morning. I what the first tune is. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm working, so I'm playing the night before um, in Harrogate. And on Saturday, Friday nights, I finish at four in the morning. So this time what I'm doing, rather than taking the two nights off, which is quite expensive to do, uh, I'm just going to drive down after I finish work. So I'm basically staying up uh, <laughs> through it. So if anyone wants to buy me a latte during the day that would be hugely appreciated um and then once sort of close down comes it's uh the beers are definitely on me because i'll i'll be half asleep at the bar otherwise uh but yeah tunes wise i'm still torn between about four tracks uh of which to play first um did i were you there for the oh you had a stall didn't you last time yeah um did i open with jewel of the fates last time oh what a piece of music i i couldn't tell you but uh that's a, that's a great opener. I think it was Jewel of the Fates. Um, which, that yeah, well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It is a great opener. And now I've got to top that. Yeah, the next... I've kind of made a rod for my, my own back there. I should have just played 
you know, like the Ewoks party song that they removed <laughs> from the special editions. Yeah, and then I could yeah. have built on that, couldn't I? Yeah, maybe I'll, do, maybe I'll, I'll find the Gungan dance. That'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so outside of the DJing, are you an active collector? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm sat in my studio at the moment. On the one side, I've got, I think it's about 4,000 records now and a ridiculous amount of CDs that I can cling to for uh, nostalgia's sake. And then the other side, uh, I can see from here um, all my original stuff because I kept my own toys from when I was a kid, which is great. Uh, and then I can see a couple of boxes of uh, mocks that I really need to display, but I can't work out how to do it yet. Uh, I've got my Droids and Ewoks spin-off collection, which is probably my favourite stuff because I like the colours uh, from it. It's it's not a cheap line to get into. Um, so I'm not sure that I'll be buying a lot more nowadays. Um, but some of the, you, you can, if you're still looking out, you can pick up certainly the Ewoks, uh, Wicket the Ewok stuff, um, relatively cheap. I've got a lovely Wicket, you know, the phone, um, yeah. call and play. Uh, I've got that looking at me right now. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's missing bits, but I don't care. My collecting's a little bit different to a lot of people. I don't tend to go for mint, mint things. I like them played with and loved, um, basically because so I've, uh, during lockdown we had twins, and I hope my kids are in a Star Wars. They might not be, but when they're old enough, I want them to be able to pick them up and look at them. Yeah. And, you know, when you've got, you know, say, for example, uh, you know, the glass light flicks, uh, that's what worth about 90 grand now you're probably not going to want them looking at that um or you know not looking at it with them with their marmalade covered hands anyway um so yeah i i do collect uh quite a lot um and most of my stuff is pretty knackered but that's how i like it yeah exactly everyone each to their own i mean i'll uh... I'll, I'll bring my one of my things I'm, i've got stolen obviously we've got a generation skywalker stand but I've got the Wicket and Ewok family hut on my, uh, my oh, stand that's brilliant. this time. Yeah, yeah it's a lovely house. one. I've, I've only got... So I had the... the Is it Fisher-Price? Um, the the one with the little people. Yeah, I um, had that as a child, yeah. So green, the, the green one. The exact same thing. Uh, yeah, so the exact same thing, just it was tweaked yeah, re, for the Ewoks. toy, yeah. Yeah, um, and I... So I had that when I was a kid couldn't really afford to get the Ewoks version and there wasn't a version that, uh, you know, there wasn't one that was sort of suitable for my type of collecting. So I, I just got the uh, Play People one uh, and it's sat with, it's sat next to my uh, Endor display. Um, and my Endor display is fairly, and it's got Care Bears in there. I think they count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, on that point, Trevor, I will say thank you so much for, uh, speaking with me. Um, I will come over during the day and try and catch five minutes with you and how it's going, maybe later in the day. Yeah, um, cool. Um, what I'm going to do is, so Tony Bates, who's another uh, big collector, um, he's, got, he's giving me a lunch break and he's helping me out with some equipment because he lives uh, quite a bit closer than me. Um, so I'll get to come round and have a look because one of the reasons that I wanted to DJ Echo is because I wouldn't have opportunity to spend more money than I should and I think that's something everybody goes through with Echo you know we want it we take a bit of money but we don't want to go crazy so I thought if I'm playing tunes all day that'd be great but at the same time I do want to get around and say hello to everybody so Tony's coming and doing a set and that was really nice last time because Tony plays a, you know different dynamic of music to me 
and so it broke up the day nicely and yeah. you know so that'll be cool so i will get a chance to say hello to people um but if you come and i don't look like me and i look like tony that's because it'll be tony <laughs> <laughs> definitely well i i will make sure it's you and uh I will bring you a latte early in the day, okay? As a thank oh, you for man. this interview, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep you pepped up all day. But, um, <laughs> good man. Well, yeah. thanks for having us on. Much appreciated, and I shall see you on Saturday. Yes, thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Catch you soon. Oh, all of us. Cheers, mate. The guests actually—they're all quite reasonably priced. I think they're all between ten pound to twenty pound for autographs, which is which is a fantastic price. And Femi Taylor for an extra fiver will do a selfie as well while you're getting your autograph so um and i will tell you femi taylor still looks as good today as what she did when she was filming return of the jedi um, she's not aged yeah, yeah not aged a bit right okay so generation skywalker are in attendance we're not full crew we've got no dan but i believe the rest of us are there in some sort me and mark do have tables but we will be doing a bit of both won't we mark we'll balance it out yeah <laughs> so what are we doing who's going to take us uh, through craig let's go craig so yes we'll be in attendance with our uh, shiny new uh, pop-up stand so you won't be able to miss us now we're very aware that it's a very busy event but we would like to try and catch some interviews with some people so if you are going and once you've done a couple of circuits and bought what you want uh, want to buy come over and see us and have a chat we'd love to have a chat about what you Oh, God. Yeah, come and have a chat. <laughs> you suck, Craig. I was doing so well. Have a chat about whatever comes up. Yeah. Come um, and show us what you've bought. Yeah. Because we love that. We love to see it, and we love to see what people are collecting. Two, three minutes with us, and uh, be great. Well, we will have a follow-up show to this. Come and tell us what you came to get but couldn't see if there was such a you know scenario, because then maybe our listeners might help you find it. Sadly, swap shop. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Also, on our on our stand, we will have swag. Mark, can you take us through what the Generation Skywalker swag is? I've created a um, flyer, much like the Palatoy Boba Fett flyer that was uh, you could get back in the day. That was on the counters of toy shops up and down the United Kingdom. But I've done it for Dengar. Now, uh, Dan Turl uh, did an absolutely beautiful colour rendition of the Dengar illustration you see in the Palatoy adverts from Lookin and uh, Star Wars Weekly. Um, And he, uh, we we did a a piece of point of sale together some time ago for the Palatoy group and we raised a bit of money for charity. And I asked him very nicely if I could use that illustration again for this piece of swag. And he Agreed, no problem. So uh, if you come over uh, to our table, we've got a flyer for you and we've also got a sticker. We're, again, a unique illustration and it's uh, uh, dated for the Echo Live, so it's unique for the event. You will only be able to get this swag from the event. So if you want one, come and find us. Come and find us quick because they're very, very limited they're only going to be available for one per person, and we're going to be asking for donations in return. It doesn't have to be a lot, you know, a pound, two pound, three pound, five pound, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but anything you can give, and we will hand all of it over to the Echo charity guys at the end of the day. So what we'd like to do is raise as much money as we can and get them to uh, further 
the amount of what was it, Stu, eighty seven thousand pounds at the moment? And they're on about eighty six, I think. Eighty six. Well, um, we want to try and get them towards uh, hundred thousand pounds this year, don't we? I think that's I think that's got to be the aim, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, come and come and find us and, and grab some swag. And it is brilliant. I mean, give whatever you think. It is all going to a good cause, but uh, it is it is beautiful swag. I like the sound of that. Okay, and our final interview is with uh, the Vintage Rebellion's Andy Preston, who is neither a trader nor affiliated to Echo. He is there as an attendee because he does love the event. So let's find out why. Echo Base, I've got something. Not much, but it could be a life form. Andy Preston, how are you doing, buddy? Hi, Jess. Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, lovely to speak to you. Perfect. Oh, I'm glad you're well, mate. Um, right, Echo, we're all getting ready for it. I know you've got an early bird ticket, so uh, yeah, indeed. You're very well read in. How many of these have you been to, buddy? I was trying to think earlier on, actually. I reckon it's probably about five, five or six, maybe. Um, I didn't go to the very early ones, uh, you know, two, two and a half hour drive up to Birmingham. Oh, no, that's far too far for me. Uh, but then the reports start coming back and, you know, people who've been to the shows and saying how good it was. And I thought, yeah, this is something I've got to check out. So went along to the first one, um, first one for me. And yeah, what a show. Um, it's very quickly become an absolute must attend um, you know, one of those on the calendar that you you know you mark on as soon as it's announced, and you do your best to get there. Uh, I've missed probably one or two since through being away on a holiday or something. But uh, um, yeah, as I say, what a show! There's mm-hmm. just so so much. You know, you you walk in through the door, and your eyes widen. It's like going into Aladdin's cave. Everywhere you look, there are stands full of fantastic stuff. Um, if you had all the money in the world you know you 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 still probably couldn't buy everything at echo there was just that much brilliant well listen for all of our listeners right you're going there you've got your early bird or you're collecting goals what is andy preston looking out for yeah well i'm at that stage in my collection um because i only collect the british stuff and i've got most of the action figure range um and then all of the Beyond the Toys stuff. So I collect the soaps and the stationery and the posters and the pyjamas and the, you know, everything. Everything that was available in Britain back in the day. Stuff that we remember as kids, stuff that we had or friends had or that you'd see in the catalogues. Really, really nostalgic for me. So, um I don't know what I'm after, to be honest. Um, that's And that's part of the fun, just going along and seeing what's there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm aiming to pick up probably three or four pieces. be nice to get something significant there. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, if, if, you, if you can get a couple of bits, a couple of things to fill holes in the collection, then that's perfect. The last one, the best thing I came away with was something I bought from the Toys of Tatooine guys. Um, and that was a kite. Um, a Return of the Jedi kite, and there were two uh, made in Britain. Um, there was a Darth Vader one and a Millennium Falcon one. I've had the Falcon one for years, haven't been able to find the Vader one for love nor money. And uh, um, Ben and Rich had one on their stand. I think it was about 20 quid. Absolutely brilliant. Made up with that. So, yeah, as I say, I really don't know what I'm looking for. I go with an open mind and an open wallet. 
and uh, yeah, whatever I find will be fantastic, I'm sure. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, are you travelling on your own? Because uh, I, I have to say, I have seen on Facebook, sometimes you go to some of the conventions with your lad, and it's actually some of the most heartwarming photographs when you see you and him in some of your cosplays and the Ghostbusters and stuff. It just looks like he's having an absolute blast. But are you going on your own, or what are your plans? Yeah, no, Matthew's not coming with me to this one. Um, yeah, he's, he's into the Ghostbusters a bit less so the Star Wars. Um, although he did cosplay as a Jawa a little while back. Um, he's outgrown that one now. He's as tall as I am. Um, no, I am coming up with um, two good friends, uh, Andy and Karen. Um, who live nearby. Um, we're part of a fundraising group. We've done um, Star Wars conventions. Uh, if anybody out there has been to Star Wars Day down in Honiton a few years back, um, so we're, we're part of the X-Wing fundraisers group. So, uh, yeah, they're coming up with me. We're also meeting another guy, Jeremy, um, there on the day. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, again, it's always nice when you can go up with somebody and, uh, you know, sort of chat on the way and, have the music on in the car and get the vibe going. So, yeah, yeah that, that'll be grand. Oh, bro. And that leads me on to my next question, because, yeah, you've got history being on the uh, on the sort of circuit with regards to conventions, and, and I know you've had lots of interactions with a whole variety of actors, actresses over the years. And, and Echo's really, you know, known now for bringing in people, bringing in um, people to an autographs and everything. Uh, have you seen anyone on the list who you think, oh, yeah, I actually haven't seen that person, or, or do you know them all? No, I, I've I've been uh, I've, I've been collecting autographs, um, and oh god, it must have been back in the mid nineties. I started doing a a group poster, um, and chose one of my favourite poster images. Um, so it's the the Return of the Jedi teaser, the red poster with a big Vader helmet in the background, and then Luke and Vader fighting. Um, so I'm using that as my sort of multi-signed poster, trying to get as many people on there as I possibly can. Um, even if they're not Jedi actors, as I say, it's my favorite poster. So, uh, um, nice one to, to, to go around and get signed. Um, I think, um, Brian Wheeler, um, who played a Jawa, I don't think he's on there. And John Mogrich, Klaatu in Jabba's Palace, um, I don't think he's there either so that's the two that i'm looking forward to seeing uh, but otherwise catching up with some old friends um femi i know quite well um she's come to some of our shows before um and i met her on other occasions paul blake is an old friend um I forget who else is coming now i think they're they're probably the two that i know best so uh, oh, yeah always always good to see them and uh, uh, you know sadly some of these guys are getting on a bit um may not be around all that much longer mm. you know if every every year there are uh, there are more names that are sadly departed so uh, yeah it's a, a fantastic opportunity to speak with these guys and hear their stories you know people who were actually there in the movies or making the movies what a fantastic opportunity so uh, yeah really really appreciate that oh brilliant mate that poster sounds cracking really really does so uh yeah good for you well, um, yeah, thanks ever so much for coming on. Sounds like we've got a good show ahead of us. I really, really uh, hope that you find something, as you say, you go with an open mind and an open wallet and you just see what takes your fancy. I'm sure that there's something there. Report back to the guys. If I see you, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stop you and say, right, what have you got? You know, if you found another kite, uh, it'd be really, really interesting to get some uh, feedback from you. Finally, Yeah, buddy. absolutely. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll look out for you, Jess. <laughs> Brilliant. Finally, Kenobi. 
Kenobi. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah, going to be great to see McGregor back. Um, Alec Guinness is always Ben Kenobi for me. Uh, obviously, an original trilogy, original actor. Uh, but I thought McGregor did a fantastic job in the prequels. And yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, from the trailer, that looks so good. Joel Edgerton back as uh, Uncle Owen. And I, I assume Bonnie Pierce's Art Baru will, will be there as well. Uh, nice to see the Inquisitors in live action. I thought they were great in Rebels. Yeah. I hope they managed to keep that same air of menace. I mean, they, they were really scary, really, uh, you know, really intimidating uh, villains in Rebels. So it'd be great if they if they got the same sort of feel uh, in Kenobi. And uh, yeah, chance to see Darth Vader back again. How fantastic is that going to be? Had a brief moment in uh, in Rogue One, but yeah, if we can see a bit of a lightsaber battle, Obi Wan and Vader going at it again with all their history. Oh yeah, can't wait. Hope they do it justice. Yeah, me too. Right, Andy, get yourself on, buddy. Lovely to catch up with you. And uh, yeah, stay safe and look after yourself. And I'll speak to you soon. You too, mate. May the force be with you. Cheers, mate. Now, boys, nice just to get together, give this a little bit of love. Anything else you boys want to mention about Echo as an event? I mean, we haven't touched on the Saturday night. It's a different, a different beast because it is bigger and there's a lot more people that stay. I know we are going for a curry. I think there's about 20 of us. I think... Mark, me and you are, are there. Oh, yeah. I'm down on the Friday night. I think you are as well, aren't you, Stu? I am, mate, yes. So we, we'll, we'll go out for a few jars on the Friday night. And then Saturday night, once the event's over and done with and, um, you know, you want to kick back and sink a couple of cold lagers, go out for a curry. Absolutely brilliant night, it's got to be said. Put it like this, me and Lee have been talking uh, over this past few few nights. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the plan is to get absolutely wrecked. <laughs> brilliant brilliant i love that there you go mark might well be in a red ditch by the end of the night oh very good boom boom whacka whacka <laughs> i'm looking forward to the next episode of those old fossils because i think actually it's going to be quite a bumper one we haven't had one for a while and there's going to be a lot of vintage to talk about in that one as well so mm, might be one to check out indeed indeed okay then so you've heard what's going on they've got a uh, some brilliant guests, 160 plus tables, life-size displays, trooping, lightsaber training, loads of fun going on. It's 10 a.m. entry, which is free until 3.30. 9.15 if you have got early bird thing, which are now sold out. You will be given your um, lanyard in the queue. And it is at the Kingfisher Shopping Centre in Redditch. And that's B974HJ if you're planning on coming. It is in the lower retail level under wilco i think someone said it's alongside kind of mcdonald's so very easy to get to lots and lots of car parks and as you heard in the interview with adam head for car park one to be close although he said all the car parks are close car park one is the immediate car park for it please head over to our social media check us check us out as a podcast as a as a youtube channel we're across all social media just check facebook instagram and twitter by searching generation skywalker we've also got our own facebook page we are generation skywalker where we encourage conversation has been a bit quiet of late but we will be dealing with that podcast you can find at any podcaster provider youtube channel generation skywalker head over there have a little gander most of our shows are enhanced we then do skywalker blasts which are snippets of our shows so bite size for you to watch if you haven't got much time um, there's also unboxings of mainly modern, but there is the odd vintage purchase which pops up on the unboxings. And 
If you can't remember any of that, just head over to www.generationskywalker.com. You'll find links to all of that, plus some blogs. And if you remember Looking Magazine, there is a, uh, it's like a thesis on Looking. It's <laughs> worth checking out. It's, um, I think it's been added to all the time. But Craig's gone down a rabbit hole and he can't get out. He's, uh, he's deep, yeah. deep in it. And I'm, Send help. Somebody needs to uh, <laughs> stage an intervention. Yeah. If you mention looking to him at the weekend, please make sure you do have two or three hours spare. <laughs> I don't think you'll get him to stop. But um, but yeah. But boys, looking forward to seeing you all more than anything. Um, I love these events, but I love just um, seeing all your little cheery faces. So for this show, it is goodbye from Mark. Good night. Goodbye from Dead Craig. Cheerio. Nearly called you Dan. Goodbye from Jez. Echo Base. This is Rogue 2. I've found them. Repeat, I've found them. <laughs> and it is good night from me. We are Generation Skywalker. <laughs>